Hi, I'm Father Greg Cleveland with the Oblate to the Virgin Mary. We now come to our third and final way of discerning God's will and making decisions using our reason enlightened by faith. For this deliberative method, St. Ignatius recommends listing the advantages and disadvantages of any decision and its consequences, especially having eternal life as one's primary goal. He recommends weighing the different criteria for the decision based on their relative importance. For instance, in deciding whether to marry a person, one might place a heavier weight upon the criterion of the future spouse's religious conviction than on his or her ability to provide a high standard of living for the family. Let's look at the example of a man named Patrick and how he applies this method. When Patrick was downsized by his company, he began his own business. Around the same time, he began to get involved as a volunteer in prison ministry, which was very rewarding to him. Pretty soon, the person who ran prison ministry for the diocese had to move, and Patrick was offered the full-time position. At first, Patrick said no. He didn't want a full-time job with prison ministry and wanted to remain a volunteer. Patrick writes, A few days passed, and I was unsettled, not sure about this, still fighting the new position. I sought a spiritual director and told him I've prayed, but I've never discerned. He suggested that I spend an hour a day in prayer and gave me scriptures for the prayer. So each day I went to the Adoration Chapel in the parish and prayed with a scripture. But I didn't get any clarity yet. Then he suggested looking at the advantages and disadvantages of taking the position and of not taking it. I did that. First, I looked at the advantages of taking the position. There were a number of them. I knew the ministry well from my experience. I had the administrative skills from my career. I had a good background in theology that would help in directing the ministry in the diocese. I also knew that if I took the position, I would be giving more of myself to the Lord. The disadvantages were that I would lose time for myself, time for the gym, for my grandkids, really time to be lazy and not have to push myself. When I thought about not taking the position, all of this reversed. I went through this exercise, but also continued with the Blessed Sacrament and Scripture. The whole process took about three weeks. That didn't matter to me. I wanted to do it well. About a week and a half into it, I found that all the selfish motives for not taking the position were gone, and it seemed like the reasons for taking the position were more solid. Also, it seemed to me that the Lord was asking me to follow him through the prison ministry. It hit me like a ton of bricks. It was amazingly clear what the Lord wanted. I spent three more days with this scripture, seeking confirmation. I've been doing the prison ministry for four years now, and I'm still sure that the discernment was clear. Patrick did his due diligence in listing all the pros and cons of accepting the prison ministry position. It became clear that the weightier motives, such as making a greater gift of self to the Lord, were more important than his time for himself. It became clear what God was asking. In this deliberative method of making a choice, supernatural prudence, uh, a knowledge of reality that is enlightened by faith, will play an important part. 
Supernatural prudence will help us know what is good and right according to revelation and universal principles such as the Ten Commandments, the Beatitudes, the theological and cardinal virtues, and our moral values and principles. We must also be in touch with reality, what is happening in our concrete situations. Ideals are important, but we must be realistic about whether we can achieve them. Current experiences and memories of past experiences will play an important role in gauging our abilities and future outcomes. We will also want to place our ideas and proposals before the judicious views of friends, authorities, and associates. They may be able to direct us to other sources of information, wisdom, and proficiency. They may know our strengths, weaknesses, and potential pitfalls better than we do. Finally, we need to recognize the role of God's providence may play in the future, having the foresight to estimate future events and effects. These are all aspects of supernatural prudence. St. Irenaeus once wrote that the glory of God is a man fully alive. Therefore, choosing for the greater glory of God will involve a subjective element. Those things that are fulfilling for me in my Christian life and vocation are likely the things that will most glorify God. According to Matthew Kelly, the lay evangelist, uh, we should maintain a harmony and collaboration among our unique talents, legitimate needs, and deepest desires. First, your unique talents. You spend your days doing the things for which you have a particular genetic ability or God-given charism. When you apply yourself to these activities, you experience a great sense of joy and the rare feeling of timelessness. You're connected with yourself, and you feel you were born to do the things that you are doing and live the life you are living. Second, your legitimate needs. Your physical, emotional, intellectual, and spiritual needs are each being attended to. You are immersed in a way of life that balances well these four aspects of the human person. Third, your deepest desires. You're full of passion for life. You're passionate about what you're doing because you love who it is causing you to become. You enjoy getting out of bed in the morning and watching the sunrise and greeting a new day. You want for nothing other than to be all you are capable of being and you consider anything that detracts you from that purpose as a waste of time, energy, and life. So the place of intersection and maximization of these three aspects of life indicates how we might best glorify God and experience fulfillment in our lives. Ignatius also has you consider what advice you would give to another person if that person came to you with the same situation you were in. This helps you be more objective about the choice. Finally, Ignatius has us consider a deathbed perspective. At the end of your life, what choice would you look back on as better? If you stand before the Lord as your judge, how would you feel about your choice? In summary, then, this third method of St. Ignatius involves using reason, enlightened by faith, and then listing the advantages and disadvantages of different choices according to the criterion of what is for the greater glory of God. In conclusion, decisions do matter, 
They forge our course in life and our identities as persons. Making decisions can be challenging, but when we pray and put our mind to it, the Lord comes to our help and manifests his will for us. Thanks for joining me in this journey through making choices in Christian life, and I hope the methods of St. Ignatius help you to make good choices.